things the internet. You're listening to Ask the Oz Brothers. You're with your hosts, Max and Phil Oz. I'm Phil. I'm Max. We talk the lowdown, offer guidance after reading your letters. If you want some constructive advice for your life problem, contact us at asktheozbrothers at yahoo.com. We may not always agree, but we're there for you. Remember to read the disclaimer on all the available platforms, but please send in your letters. We want to help. Go for it. Dear Max Oz, oh, yes, Phil as well. Ooh. I don't like where this one's going, uh, Max. I do. I do. It's directed at me. <laughs> it's your favourite contributor writing to you. I wonder who it could be. Oh, I think I've got a feeling I know about this. Uh, Go okay. on. All right, let's, well, let's continue. You may detect a bit of sarcasm in my opening, and it's for good reason. It's swing set pest. I, I knew it. <laughs> well done. Well done, Max. One point, one point to you. Okay. I regrettably heard your reading of my letter. Let me assure you, I'm telling you the truth, and I miss my mum and dad. And now our beloved Premier has decreed a phase four lockdown, so I can't even think of going to a playground. Just to add something to that, Max, the, uh, the lockdown has been reviewed, so obviously this letter is a couple of weeks old. So um, uh, okay. you can, you can actually, yeah, yeah, you can go to a playground now, but let, okay. let, we, we shall read on. Okay, Phil, you're right. I've only room for a garden and have no room to build my own swing. However, I'm considering moving so I can build one that's strong enough to withstand my 100 kilo frame. Perhaps you can give me some dietary advice too, Max, since you have such a discerning view of the world and my problems. Ooh, goodness oh, goodness me, he's really getting stuck into you there, Maxie. Uh, R slash sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Despite my chagrin, I think you guys are great presenters and have dealt with many problems admirably. Thank you very much <laughs> there, swing set guy. Okay, this, despite my chagrin, I think you guys are great presenters and have dealt with many problems admirably. I hope you reconsider my problem with a bit more sensitivity, Max. Yours, mm-hmm. yours sincerely, swing set pest and fat admirer of RCOS Brothers. Oh, geez, he really got stuck into you there, Maxie. Yeah, but I look, I, I've got to give him a pass on this one. I mean, he's uh, he's having a go at himself by saying fat admirer. Yeah, yeah. He's very accepting. You've got to admire someone like that. It's hard to, you know. Look, it, it sounds like he's got a unique problem. I hope everything works out. It's very difficult for all of us. Um, it's probably not a good look going to a playground anyway, so obviously he wants to get his thing going, and, and I hope it works out well for all, him and all his family. So, Look, just to bring the audience uh, up to speed. Yes, yes, um, do that. Phil and I haven't done the show for a while. This is actually the first episode of Season 2. This letter is with regards to something we talked about on the last episode the some last months season. ago. He wrote about how he just loves being on the swing and he can't get enough of it. And I said, look, uh, I don't believe you. I think this is a, a made-up letter. He's written in again. Yeah. Kind of suggests that he's got a motivation to, um, yeah. you know, people are different. So, yeah. you know, I accept it. Yeah. All right, swing set pest. You got yeah. me on the ropes here. Yeah. Come in swinging. I, I get it. And just another thing to add to what you just said there, Max. He's actually mm-hmm. expecting a baby. And he doesn't oh, have, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, he's actually... Expecting. How do you know that? How do you well, know he that? said that in the last letter. His wife was pregnant, if I remember oh, correctly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. And he reassured us in the last letter that he didn't have a fetish. It was more to do with lots of his parents that reminded him of happy times when he swung on a swing That's set. That's true. Yeah, look, yeah, I've yeah, I got so. to say, I, I got it wrong. Look, I'm really glad you wrote in again. Gives me the opportunity to say, look, okay, you know, you're asking me to be a bit more sensitive. Yeah. You're mm. right. I wasn't hearing you the first time, and I guess you weren't feeling validated, but 
I'm hearing you now. Okay. So, so what you want to know is, um, can you read out the last bit? What is, what is I, I, the? I hope you can reconsider my problem with a bit more sensitivity, Max. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I do. I apologise. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So, swing set pest, please write to us again at some stage. Maybe not the next episode, and and see how you're going with everything. And behind it all, he sounds like he's a very loving husband, and he was a only son apparently, and so he was very, very dedicated to his family. Yes. The yeah. fact is, he refers to himself as fat admirer. Somebody that can put those two words together, fat and admire it together, in reference to himself, how can you not like the guy? You can't. Now, the next one I've got here on my yep. screen. Yep. I'll have a quick right. sip of my okay. drink while I'm listening to your dulcet tones. Okay. <laughs> Dear Oz Brothers, being from England, I've never considered getting advice from Australians before. Was well, that a racist? No, we're not a, we're not a country which is a race. We're, we're everything, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys being a place we sent our prisoners when we were, were your mighty colonial administrators. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. There you go. Well, Look, I've got to tell you, Phil, um, I think Australia's population, there's 4%, which are direct descendants from the, the prisoners. It's not like all of us were bread-stealing, bacon-pinching thugs. <laughs> I know this sounds bizarre, I have a fear of buttons. Yes, buttons. So how does someone with a fear of buttons exist in a world full of buttons? It's a good question. Firstly, I didn't always have this problem. It came to a head in my teens. To get around it, I made my own clothes or purchased clothes without the dreaded fabric aid. If I walked into a shop, I made sure I was sedated with alcohol as a way of getting through the ordeal. I now shop at a store that has very few buttoned products. My friends, I've embarrassingly asked not to wear buttons when around me. They do their best to understand. And as you'd think, I've not many friends and live alone. If a lot of buttons were thrown on a table, I'd scream and run out the room and it would take hours for the anxiety to subside. An ex-friend of mine did that as some sort of a joke. Not so funny, it turns out. I've had enough of my problem and only agree to write to you because you are in Australia and I don't anticipate anyone in the UK at this time will listen to my problem. I look forward to your response. Yours sincerely, buttonless Betty. Okay, this is a real thing. The fear of buttons, kumpanophobia. It's a real thing. It's a fear of buttons yeah. on clothing. Right, oh, right. It's a real thing. Steve Jobs had this condition. Yep. Now, yeah. if you think about it, he wears those skivvies. You know, yes. Those turtle, yeah, turtle yeah. Sweaters, as yeah. the Americans yep. call it. Yep. Uh, no buttons. Yep. Now, the, look, the idea, and I, I, I didn't understand it at the time, but I, I remember, um, you know, asking about this later on, reading up on it, and it's a real thing that affects about half, half of a percent of people in really? the United States. Yep. Which would mean Australia too, obviously. Yeah. Now, people, uh, that's that's people, actually quite a lot of people in the United States. That's what's that? That one percent of what? Seven hundred seven million? No, no, no. The, oh, oh, sorry, se seven hundred million rather. Oh, no, three hundred thirty uh, million. Oh, excuse me, sorry. No, that's so, three hundred thirty people. Three hundred thirty million people live in America. Yes, uh, six thousand people maybe. Is that no, right? No, more than that. Well, if it's one percent, it would be. Uh, 3.3 3 million. But, wow. But it's less than that, like less than half of that. So, so we're talking about half of 33 is what? <laughs> Help one, me here. Uh, 1.5 million. 1.5. A uh, bit more than that. 1.65. 1.65 million. Yeah, that sounds million. about right. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. in the United States are scared of buttons. 1.65 million wow. people in America are scared of buttons. That's right. Now, you have That's a bit right. of a theory. I, if I remember correctly, because we did talk about this um, over the break, yeah. And you said that actually there's a reasoning for it too, like it's something to do with 
with holes or something. Is that right? The theory is that a button represents a hole, like a something mysterious and deep and scary, like at the entrance of a cave. Right, right. So you don't know what's right, coming out. Right. It represents that. There are ways to deal with this phobia, and that's with CBT. Yeah, uh, cognitive behavioural therapy. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine that would be introducing things to the patient which are sort of like a button. Their anxiety grows when they can deal with it, then they present yeah. something which is more like a button until mm. they get used to it. That's one way. Another, another way of dealing with it is with hydrotherapy. I don't know how that comes into it, but that was the other thing. Also with talking about buttons, you know, with you wear headphones and you hear stories about buttons. My advice is exactly what I said. Seek out a professional. I mean, don't listen to us dopes. We're not professionals. We don't know about this. Not really. I mean, yeah. I, we only know about it on a very surface level. So I, I'm very happy with what you said. I, I think that um, some therapy may be in order for her. So I, I concur with you on that. Yep. So uh, it's probably this, this part of the show, where, uh, Max, where we just talk to each other. I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't I don't like you. <laughs> oh, take a number. I've got to ask you, how's it going, mate? Oh, look, I could be better. I, I must admit, I'm really happy about doing doing the show. Um, I am finding the lockdown difficult and unenjoyable. I think it was okay at the start, but now that uh, it's gone on for as long as it has, and Victoria seems to be the worst worst example of the lockdown in the in the world. Not that I'm getting political here. I don't, this is not what we're about. I'm just finding it very difficult, and I've got some strategies in place. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yourself, how are things with you? Not too bad. I mean, the state where I live in, we don't have the, uh, you know, the, the mask wearing and the, the tongs behind perspex glass, you know, handling yeah. fruit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad that we don't have that here. I mean, I ride my bike a lot. I can't imagine uh, riding it around with a mask, but... Um, I don't think you need to wear a mask if you're riding a bike because it's just, it's, okay. it, it's very difficult. I know there was some acceptance of people uh, running without a mask, so I assume it's the same with riding a bike. But have you seen anyone swimming with a mask? Yeah, that's right. I think what I'm doing now during this time, I'm looking out for life-affirming things, you know, something that reminds me that life's not so bad. And I'll give you one example, if I may. In a small town where I live, I go shopping on my bicycle, and I pass by a plastic container on the street, and it's full of lemons, bags of lemons, and it's got... Lemons, $2, with the honour system. I look down on this thing, and I see like a margarine container full of $2 coins, full of change, and people actually put their money in and they take out a lemon, you know? And this is on, this is on one of the main streets of where I live, and I love that. I see, you know, negative stuff going on in the world, and I look down on that humble little tray, and I think, you know, a little bit of sunshine there on the pavement, not so bad, you know? I can't complain because there are people doing it much, much worse than me. So I'm doing all right, mate. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad. That actually makes me feel a little bit better. But it's still pretty hard where we are. I know. And hopefully things will improve on the restriction side of that we are able to do a lot a lot more when than we're able to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I'll read the next letter anyway, Max. So, um, Righto, mate. Off yeah. you go. Read the okay, next Okay, yeah. Fellow Max, I'm a 41-year-old woman living in Auckland in New Zealand with my family. I have a 16-year-old son who is on the whole a good kid, but I have to admit he's also a typical 16-year-old boy. Oh, you know, a lot of 16-year-olds that I know are pretty pretty good, but anyway. You know, the... I wasn't. I was a rat bag, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. The reason for the letter is that, that he has been learning Taekwondo for the last nine months and has become quite skilled at it, or so he tells me. Oh, good for him. I have no idea what belt colour he's up to, but he assures me that he would be capable of beating up most people <laughs> on the street if push came to wow. shove. That's okay. just, just the sound. 16-year-old boys 
word that sort of thing. Okay, this that's not my word. That's uh, our, our writer's words. Okay. He calls okay. it street combat, which right. is concerning in its own right. Well, <laughs> when I've been out with him, he has been noticeably more challenging in his interactions with other people. For instance, um. on one occasion, a middle-aged man cursed me in a car park for bumping his car, which was actually true, but there was no damage. I was amazed and appalled when my son told this man to expletive and mind his own expletive business. <laughs> okay, all right, because we don't uh, use those no words. No cursing on this no, show, that's, no, that's no, the that, rule. That's no, that's the rule, cursing. yeah. But, you know, obviously we want to honour what the person's trying to say. Yeah, but uh, we don't have to go into detail. So We could yeah. curse and bleep it out, but that's uh, yeah, too, yeah. too unpleasantly bracing. Yeah, I know. Right. Perhaps we, uh, we should just remind our, our readers, uh, please, uh, if you could refrain from... Um... No, I think, I think they can say what they want. It's up you to think us so? to edit. Yeah, okay. we'll edit. That's fine. All right, All okay, right. okay. When I uh, asked him why he reacted like that, he just said that he was more than capable of looking after himself. I'm also aware that he has done this on other occasions in the presence of my husband and my daughter, so there does appear to be a pattern. Okay, I am concerned, I, I am concerned that he may be taking inappropriate risks and will one day hurt himself. I really don't want it to hurt his pride by suggesting that he may not be as invincible as he thinks, but on the other hand, I don't want him to be harmed. Philomax, what do you think I should do in this situation? Am I being a worried mother over nothing? Gee, you know what? You, you, you're in good form today, Max. You can, you can open with this. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Right, okay. You don't, I don't know whether I am, but anyway, that's yeah. Well, you're not usually in good form. You're pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You build me up, knock me down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Keep, that's, me, that's, keep me in the zone. That's all that, right. Yeah, knock that's the way. Off. You know, that's the way I roll, Maxi. Throw me a bone <laughs> here and there. Well, a good square meal. But all right. Okay. Look, I don't have the letter in front of me, so I'm just going to have to go by memory here. So this is a 16-year-old kid, right? Yep. Okay. Now. 41-year-old woman living in New Zealand, yeah, right? In Auckland, yeah. No, there's, there's no father there, I'm guessing. Oh, no, no, there's a husband there. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, well, that's that's good. You need a, You're not listening to good. me. You're not listening, Max. Sorry, what was that? You're not listening. Huh? Sorry, I was talking to the postman. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. Um, <laughs> so we, we've got this kid doing a bit of flexing there, trying to work his way out in the world. Got a brain that hasn't developed, not until, you know, you're 26, the brain sort of kicks in, developing fully. We've got a, uh, a 16-year-old brain that's with a lot of muscles under it. Okay, this is a bit of a problem here. Jeez, where, where do we go with this one? Can I offer something then in that case? Since yeah, please. I'm, I'm treading water here, mate. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, where to go basically, um, he needs to be reminded that there's a law in place around those sort of things. If you assault someone, that is an illegal activity. You're breaking the law if you assault someone. If you're defending yourself, you still will have to answer to the police. But if you're initiating the street combat, as she's referred to it here, you are in big trouble. And your son could end up in jail. You could just point out the facts to him that he will be breaking the law if he assaults someone. Even if he's yep. defending himself, there is still a risk that he's breaking the law. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. We, haven't even, we haven't even brushed upon the cost of breaking the unethical law. Yeah. I mean, it's just wrong to go around bashing people if you don't like them or you disagree with what yeah. they say yeah, or exactly. if you get angry. Yeah. It's not okay. But I think the advice that you give to your son is based on legal grounds. 
Oh, that, that's what you might call software. But what about hardware? I mean, it's an analogy. What about the mother taking things away from the kid yep. to make their life unpleasant? Because that's the currency that a young brain, a young person understands. Take away their iPhone. You know, do stuff that hurts. Yeah, that's when, yeah when including Taekwondo lessons. Taekwondo lessons, lessons, yeah. That's right, they're yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah that's I'd, right. I'd, I'd do a combination of both. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good, no, good Good. point, good point. I mean, we've got a budding thug. I mean, that's not uh, fudge Not a words. good look. No, we've got, no, it's not a good look. And it's especially when a fist is coming at you, you know, so this is not a, a good way to sort of uh, meander your way into the world. You yeah. don't go around smacking people. I mean, bad things come from that. And one of those bad things, the front line are the parents and the parents saying, look, OK, you're going to act like a thug. Well, I'm going to act like a thug. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I think Paula needs to speak to her husband. They need to be united. They've got to be uniting yeah, yeah, front. That's yeah, right. yeah. They've got to be uniting front against against yeah. um, the son. He needs to respect your authority, Pauline, your, yours and your husband's authority, uh, because this is a very serious issue. If he actually ends up in jail, he is on his own. Mum and dad cannot, uh, I don't know what, know what the laws are in New Zealand around um, going to jail at what age, but like this is a very serious issue. It's got to be, it's got to yeah. be the same. 18, yeah, yeah, is yeah, cut yeah. 18 would be the cut off yeah, point, but, but still, still, like, there's, yeah, six, there's still incarceration and loss yes, of rights at age right. 16. That's right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, we yeah. should go on to our next level. What do you think, Max? We'll move on. Yeah, I still feel like I want to say some more about okay, this. Okay, all it's, right. Go but, on. but I'm not sure what to say. I mean, I'm, just, I'm still sort of trying to catch up with it all. But I really, I, I guess I'm just going by my instinct here, and yeah. that is just to really come down hard like a, an yeah. iron fist, and yeah. it's making the, making the kid's life really kind of unpleasant. Yeah, it's probably too late now to do something. However... Say so, well, if it happens again, you know you're on your own, and you. What do you mean? Well, sorry. So what do you mean so, too late? So basically, oh, well, look. Oh, you mean until he does something again? Yeah. Well, that's the way it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't just do punishments retrospectively. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. Like, I remember something you did about five months ago. Yeah, let's, yeah, uh, let's take away your Xbox. Yeah. It's got to be straight away. Bang, yeah, cause yeah. and effect. So he makes the association straight away with unpleasant things happening when he behaves like a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Pauline, uh, you got a bit of a rat bag there, and it's your job and your husband's job to make him less of a rat bag. I mean, we're all rat bags, but some yeah. more than others. Yeah, so. but that's really pushing the envelope, isn't it, on the rat bag? Rat baggedness. Well, it, it is. <laughs> there's got to be no tolerance whatsoever for violence. No, no, no. I agree. You know, whoever's dishing it, a male, female, kid, older person, doesn't matter. Yeah. Violence is the same thing. It yep. stinks. All right, next one. Okay, next one. I'll read it. Hello, Max. I love your show and have listened to every episode. I'm a 27-year-old woman living with my fiancé, 29. We've been getting on very well. However, he has developed a new way of spending some of his spare time with his friends that has been concerning me. He enjoys a drink, as do his friends, and when they are feeling merry enough, they make prank phone calls. <laughs> okay. All right. They have been recording these and sharing them with their friends and Can work I interrupt you? Yeah, I got yeah. to interrupt. I, I like this guy already. Hanging <laughs> around. Making, he's making prank phone calls. Yeah. I like him. Okay. Oh, that's right. why I don't like you, Max. So anyway, <laughs> let's, let's yeah, move Yeah, I know. You're <laughs> I do admit that a few of these are slightly amusing at best, but most are not funny. They are not really gifted in this field, but they do seem to enjoy it. Right. Okay, most calls I find myself wincing when I listen to them. They are not together in any shape or form, just stupid in my opinion. Okay, I am concerned that eventually one of these calls will be traced back to our phone account and I am worried about the implications. Am I being silly or should I be concerned? 
Okay, what what are your what's your advice, Max Solian? What's his what's his what's this uh, person's name? What's his woman's name? Oh, Sally, Sally, yeah. Because I've got to have something I've got to address it to. Yeah. Okay, Sally, you're being you've been a jerk. You are being silly. Yeah. And you're saying, or oh, should I be concerned? Well, you already are concerned. That's why he wrote the letter. Now you're talking about. Yeah, uh, but she's asking for your opinion on her concernedness. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I look. No offence, Sally, but I hear these stories about partners who put a big wet blanket on their partners who are just having a bit of fun. I mean, we're talking about someone who's making prank phone calls, yep. just having a bit of fun, getting yep. together with his mates. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, what if he was playing golf and having a laugh? Would you would you come down on that too? You're saying that you don't find them funny and you wince. So what? What does your opinion count? What he does? Leave him alone. I mean, if you do that, he'll just think you're the best, most fantastic thing on the planet. But as soon as you start going into his yeah. world, yeah. trying to influence what he does or doesn't do, you're going to lose him. He's going to feel resentful. And yeah. then, then you've really got a problem. Let him yeah. go. Yeah. Let him yeah. go. I agree. So I think also what needs to be said here is that it's not your problem, Sally. It's his. Does he have a problem? Well, well, if there is a problem, it's his problem. I'm not getting the, the vibe yeah. from you that he does have a problem. Yeah. He's just sort of guy having fun. I, you know what? I'm not sure that I want to re be receiving crank calls. Okay, Did... crank calls is an emotional word. I mean, but prank calls is different. I mean, oh, prank. In the, in, okay. In the, in the letter, is there any evidence that he's causing any harm to anyone, or is it just someone being a bit of a twit goofing around? Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. That's fine. Because no, I... if, we, if, if we speculate that it's something worse, then uh, we're being a bit like Sally. She might be right. He might be ringing up people and, well, think... and, and being I... creepy, but I don't get that sense. I, I Actually, I do get the sense that she's concerned. No, 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 I, I'm, yeah. I'm not uh, saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the phone calls. I don't get the sense that there's anything... Um, malignant about mm. them or or unpleasant. He's just she herself said the word. Uh, what is? I haven't got the letter in front of me. What was it? Okay. Prank. Let's look at this. Enjoy doing and my prank crank phone calls. Yep, prank. 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 Okay, prank is not the same as crank. I thought that'd be the same thing. Oh, maybe you're right. Okay. Well, it depends. So the, it depends on the spirit of them, I suppose, doesn't it? I mean, that's what you're getting at, aren't yes, you? It does. It, yes, it, yes. If the spirit does. of them is not aimed at hurting people, but it's having a bit of a laugh. Sure. In in, right. in small doses right. or you know in reasonable amounts, it's fine. But, but even even yeah. even big amounts. I mean, yeah. who's who are yeah, we? Yeah. Who it make, just doesn't become funny. It just doesn't become funny after a while. So what? Yeah. So what? That, that's his world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah. it's not funny, and, and, people... and that's my point too. It's his problem, right. not Sally's problem. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. but it yeah. may maybe the reverse problem. He may be having a great time and yeah. and yeah. he's getting rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he seems to be enjoying himself, doesn't he? That's true. That's yeah. true. Well, good on you, Sally's uh, yeah, fiance. Yeah, you yeah. keep up those prank calls, and I hope I get one from you too, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would love to get one of those. I, I think I probably would enjoy it, to be quite honest. I'd probably return probably. return the favour by, you know, pranking back. Look, I've done a few prank calls myself. I've got to tell you. I <laughs> yeah. think a lot of us have. I've, I've been victim of some. I've, you know, I've had some strange right. calls over the years. But anyway, that's that's. But I'm sorry I did those. I'm better now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Uh, and I'll say that the courts acquitted me every time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. I'm going to read out the last okay, one. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, dear P and M. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like this person, whoever they are. Okay. <laughs> last month we had an old friend come visit us, and she brought with her her dog, a good 
good-natured Staffordshire that she got as a rescue dog with a problematic history. We have a small terrier that was mauled by the dog that night and he almost bled to death. Thankfully, the vet was close by and he is mending well as the stitches has di- have disappeared under the new fur that's growing there. Oh, boy. Um, the yeah. night was totally ruined, of course, but our friendship prevailed, or so I thought. Here's the problem that makes me mad as I'm typing this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here we go. The old friend, while seemingly upset as we all were, actually asked my husband if she should pay for the bill that cost several hundred dollars. She asked him without talking to me because she knows that he's a soft touch, her husband. Right, right. Wow. Okay, here we go. I believe that she should not have asked him in the first place. By asking, she was introducing the chance that she would not have to pay for the vet costs. We didn't know that her dog, who has never been to our house and met our small dog, would be so violent, and she took that risk without even warning us that she was bringing it over that night. My husband stupidly agreed, and now we have to pay a bill of $680 in instalments, as we are not made of money. She should pay the vet cost, not us. I'm so mad about this that I no longer want to even hear her stupid her stupid name anymore. A friendship of 32 years gone. I want to contact her, and as nicely as I can, let her know that she should pay the bill, not us, and my husband made a mistake by agreeing to her not paying. You got that right! My husband and me argue about this every day now. He says, let sleeping dogs lie. What a joke. Yeah. And he knew that upsets me when he would say it. Okay, it was a joke. Thankfully, he has got the message now and does not say it anymore. What can I tell him to convince him that what she did was wrong? I have tried everything, but it gets, but he gets angry when I say I'm going to call our friend, citing that it will ruin our friendship. It's a husband saying it will ruin the friendship. I see that the horse has bolted already. He still thinks she's a good friend, and am I making a fuss about nothing? Signed, distressed, Alsace 95, why yand? Okay, I've got to say, I'm a bit whooped up about this. Okay, my, my view on this, Max, is that the woman that's writing the letter, it was her dog that bit. No, the woman writing the letter. Yeah. She's married to a guy. They both have a dog, a little terrier, that was mauled. Right. By a friend, a woman, another woman, who came around with her dog. Right. And the woman said to the husband, do you think I really should pay for the bill? I don't know. Do you think I should do it? And the husband, who's a soft touch, said, ah, don't worry about it. I'll pay it. Oh, uh, well, I think actually... Our writer then is in the right. Um, well, what should she, yeah. she do about it? She should go and confront the lady that confronted her husband and say, sorry, you need to pay for it and your dog needs to be put down. She should contact the police. I think this, yeah. is, this is a legal issue. This is not just an ethical or moral issue. This is a legal yeah. issue. A dog has been mauled and it could have been a child. That is so yeah, true. The, depending, yeah. Yeah, a frail person who couldn't defend themselves. That is not an acceptable behaviour for any dog. And that dog should be put down and the money should be paid to our rider. I'm not going to say the name because it's just so so long-winded. But distressed lady. Our Al- distressed, Alsace yeah. 95. Al- yeah, thank you. Jeez, you can't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. She's in the right. And uh, okay, I but... think she should hand this matter over to the police and, and mm. contact her solicitor if she can't get any result with confronting the lady. That's great advice. It's a legal thing. But what she is... I've got the letter here in front of me. Now, yeah. what she's saying here, what can I tell him, that means her husband, yeah. to convince him what she did was wrong? Uh, and she says, I have tried everything, but he gets angry with me. Well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. At, okay. I'll say 95 YN. 
It doesn't matter whether he's convinced or not. You have to jettison this relationship, just like the roadrunner gets a big catapult and a big rubber band, you know, (laughs) that that, that tree, that tree looking like a Y. You've got to put this woman in that. The the friendship is over. It doesn't matter what your husband thinks, whether trying to convince him that that she's a bit of a creep or narcissistic or money grubbing or uh, Machiavellian or opportunistic or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The friendship is over. On a practical level, what Phil is saying is great advice. Try and get your money back. Be nice. And when you've satisfied the fiscal and legal matters, get rid of her. Think of the roadrunner. Put her in that uh, rubber pouch and pull back that huge rubber band and let it fly. Your response is perfect, except for your analogy of the roadrunner, because it was the wild e coyote in the elastic band through the, yeah, I know. the tree I with the wild. Names and faces, memory and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know? You're the one that didn't remember Alsace 95 end. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. too. Even though you've got your mask on and you look like you're from the future in a dystopian world. We we hope we've helped. Um, Do you think so, Max? Do you think we've helped today? I I don't know, but I hope so. I hope so. Before we go, we hope your week is great and you work through your difficulties to create joy in your life. Wherever you are, treat yourself better than yesterday, but not as much as tomorrow. Signing. I like like that. Signing off. We're the Oz Brothers. Bye, Max. See you, mate. Bye bye. 